Good evening, Norfolk, Virginia Beach, Chesapeake, Portsmouth, Newport News, Hampton, Suffolk. Good evening, Hampton Roads, Northern North Carolina, internet listeners all over the world. Welcome to this week's episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. As always, our mission is to discuss and break down the dynamics of marriage and family relationships with the purpose of restoring, rebuilding, and perfecting those relationships. I want to get right in here this evening so we can uh, give some good time and attention to the subject we have at hand. I want to talk again about uh, abusive relationships. I'm going to talk tonight about uh, signs of an abusive relationship. Yeah, signs of an abusive relationship. Uh, I've been discussing this for about three weeks now, and I can only hope that this discussion has benefited somebody. If just a few people, or even just one person, if a few lives or just even one life is saved or freed from an abusive situation, our efforts here were well worth it. You know, when there is an abusive situation, too often the person being abused um, either does not realize they're being abused, uh, uh, they just don't know that they're being abused. And I agree that sounds a little strange. Uh, how can you be in an abusive relationship and not know it? Uh, but not only do, does a person not know or not realize that they are in an abusive relationship, there are some obvious clues. And, and then your gut ought to tell you uh, that you're in an abusive relationship. Your gut ought to tell you that the behavior that I'm experiencing is not normal. The relationship is not normal. Something in your gut ought to tell you that something is wrong with the relationship. And so come on out of denial, some folks. But as we said a couple of weeks ago, there are several reasons people remain in an abusive relationship. They may realize that they are, but for some reason, they feel like they cannot escape the abusive relationship. And among the two main reasons that people remain in abu abusive relationships, those are fear and economics. Fear and economics. In short, when I speak of fear, I'm referring to being overwhelmed and overcome by the possibility that the abuser may do something terrible or something strange if the abusee tries to leave. So the abusee is so overwhelmed and full of fear that the abuser will hurt them, cause serious harm to them or maybe their children if they do, in fact, try to leave the abusive relationship. And then when we say fear or, or when we say another reason for not leaving the abusive relationship and situation is economics, I'm referring to the reality that the abused person so often has little education or, or little or no marketable skills or they have little or no money. Uh, so if they do leave the abusive situation, where will they stay? How will they eat? They can't go back home to mom, don't know where the shelter is, can't get in the shelter, etc., etc., etc. So those are a couple of reasons, a couple of the main reasons why people remain in abusive relationships longer than they need to fear and economics. 
And believe me when I tell you that the power of fear in economics is real. Again, as I told you last week, if your MO in dealing with these types of situations is to tell someone, why don't you just leave or why don't you just do this? Oversimplifying the matter like that does nobody any good. As a matter of fact, it actually exacerbates the situation. And uh, uh, But these, these things, these dynamics are strong, fear in economics, that the, the, those dynamics are strong and it grips so deeply that the individual in the abusive situation, the abusee, uh, uh, it's so strong on them, has such a tight grip on them that it seems to take on a spiritual essence. And only those who get tired enough of the situation and refuse to accept it any longer or somehow began to see their freedom uh, as being at stake, they begin to see that their freedom, even though they would be in poverty, their freedom is more valuable and meaningful than the bondage of the abusive situation, even if it does bring money along with it. And we're going to talk about money in the abusive situation in just a few minutes here. But uh, you're not coming out of that. Folks are not coming out of that, as we've said already, until they're ready to do something that's so drastically different than what they've done before. They've got to get so sick and tired of the situation that they're in. They've got to understand that the next step may be maiming serious harm, serious physical harm, uh, or even death in those very, very unfortunate cases. Uh, but only then will a person uh, do what's necessary to escape that abusive situation. You know, for these reasons, I want to spend tonight talking about the signs of an abusive relationship. You know, warnings helped us to keep from getting into bad situations. And if we're already in a bad situation, then maybe the right warning can still help us form a strategy to exit or escape a bad situation. Maybe, just maybe, if a person is armed with the right knowledge, they can muster up the boldness to draw the line in the sand and declare and demand that enough is enough. Just maybe with the right information, armed with the right information, they can become empowered enough to draw that line in the sand and bring that abusive situation to an end. And so while a person may not know that they're in a uh, an abusive situation, uh, an abusive relationship, while a person may be in denial about it, maybe again hearing these warnings or maybe somebody bringing some warnings to their attention will help shake them where they can understand that they need to make a move if they want to save their life or their future at all. And let me say this right here. When you see the signs that I'm getting ready to speak about, uh, you, you can't stay in denial. I can't stress that enough. To you plainly that you're in a, an abusive situation, if you make an excuse for being there, you're in denial. You cannot stay in denial. You must believe it. And then you have to give it the deepest, most serious consideration possible. And you've got to pray and seek God and pray and seek the wisdom of, of wise counselors in your life. You've got to find somebody to help you and you have to make a move. So what are the signs of an abusive relationship? Well, the first and most obvious sign of an abusive relationship is the use of violence. 
either real or threatened. It's either physical violence, real physical violence, or threatened physical violence. The first sign is the use of violence or threats of violence. Violence obviously includes hitting with the hands or an object, kicking, pushing, shoving, tripping, and and violence. When I say violence in a in a uh, an abusive relationship, I'm talking about any form of physical contact that causes discomfort. It's unwanted and it's used to intimidate the abused person and keep them in their place. Violence can include holding a victim down, pinning them against the wall, or, or preventing them from leaving a room. Violence is all about using force to overcome the abused person's own will. Whenever you use force to overcome a person's will, you are slipping into becoming an abusive person. And so violence is the very first warning of an abusive relationship. And you know what bothers me the most? We have teenagers in high school and middle school who are dating, and they're already in abusive relationships. Lord help you, please, if you're a teenager and you have a boyfriend in high school or middle school who puts his hands on you, or even if you're a boy and has a girl in high school or middle school who puts their hands on you, Something is wrong with the way you're thinking. You've got to make a change in your thinking. You've got to make a change in your feeling before you get stuck in a in a rhythm, before you get stuck in a paradigm out of which you cannot escape. So threats of violence include behaviors like drawing back the hand as if they're going to hit you, but they don't actually strike. They just roll back in a striking motion. An abuser uses threats of violence when he or she verbally tells the abused person that they're going to do something that causes physical harm. I'm going to hit you. I'll knock you out. I'll break your neck. I'll break your arm. That's a threat of violence. And that is a sign of an abusive relationship. And violence is about nothing more than power and coercion and instilling fear in an individual so as to overcome their will. All of these signs are about that thing right there. Power, coercion, and instilling a level of fear in the individual where they would just abdicate and abandon their own will. That's an abusive relationship. A second sign of an abusive relationship is if the abuser has a past abusive relationship. If the abuser has been in past relationships where there was abuse, uh, 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 that's a sign that there's going to be abuse this time. Now, I'm not taking away from the fact that everybody should get a second chance. Everybody should get a chance to start over. I wholeheartedly believe that. Everybody should get a second chance. I can't stress it enough. And I truly thank God for all the second chances that he's given me in my life through all of the mistakes that I've made. But the second chance is meant to allow the person to repent and begin again. So if the person fails to change, but continues in the same inappropriate behavior and they don't change, that person has wasted their second chance. And too many people waste their second chance. It's not changing. That means if the person has been an abuser in the past, there is a very, very high likelihood that they will be an abuser in the future. 
They may make excuses for the abuse. They may even have been in multiple relationships that ended in abuse. Then they say something totally stupid like their partner provoked them into the abuse. And if they ever say something like she or he deserved the abuse, you know you're dealing with a straight up abuser who's not going to change unless God stops by and grabs a hold of their heart and, and just whoops them up real good. Otherwise, that person is not going to change. All I'm saying to you is that a sure sign of an abusive relationship is if the person has been in abusive relationships in the past. If the person is an abuser, they will abuse sooner or later. Believe you me, if the person is an abuser, they will abuse sooner or later. And if they have not abused yet, it's simply because the right situation or the right circumstance hasn't arisen yet that will bring that out of them. If it's in them, it's coming out of them. And let me give you an added warning right here. Even when we do make the decision and muster up the gall and the courage to leave an abusive situation, too often the abused person thinks the abuse will not happen again because the two have spent some time apart. And when they come back together, the abuser is all apologetic and apologizing profusely and promising never to do it again. Uh, I'll never put my hands on you again. I'll never let that ha happen again. The abuser is crying some crocodile tears and all of this sort of stuff. And the abused person goes back to them. But let me tell you something. Change is not change until a person changes. Change is not change until a person changes. And if the person can, can show you no signs of concrete change, don't go back. Will they ever change? Only God knows and time will tell. But here's one thing you can do to help yourself. If the abused person wants you back after separation, they must be able to demonstrate concrete things they have done to get better. Maybe it's counseling, maybe it's seeing a psychologist, a psychiatrist, going through some program, some self-help program. Uh, uh, some of us would say spending quality time on the altar, allowing the Spirit of God to deliver them. They're going to have to demonstrate in some concrete way, some very, very meaningful way that they've gone on through a while of rehabilitation. And not just a day or two. But they've been doing it for a while now. All right. I don't have time to spend right there. I wish I could spend more time there. I just don't have time. I need to move on. A third sign of an abusive relationship is controlling behavior. Controlling behavior means that the abuser makes all the decisions. The abuser sets the rules for the relationship. The abuser determines when the abused person may leave and where they can go. The abuser must know where the abused person is at all times. And if the abused person does leave their house, the abuser is keeping tight tabs on their departure, their return. The abused person better not be late or else they're going to pay a steep price. Go back to that physical violence. The abuse may be or the abuse may do something uh, uh, totally absurd, like check the car's odometer to make sure the abused person didn't go farther uh, 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 than they were supposed to. And nowadays, it also includes checking the computer's history to see what website the abused person has been on. 
Any request to depart the abuser's direct company is met with an interrogation. Where are you going? Who are you going to be with? How long are you going to be gone? This control is a sign of an abusive relationship. You know you're in an abusive relationship when the abuser controls all the money, won't give the abused person access to any money, shuts them off from bank accounts, won't tell them where the money is. I've seen this so often in the military where the active duty military member doesn't allow the, the abused person to see a leave and earning statement, which is the equivalent of a pay stub, won't tell them how to get things done with their military commands. If you're in a relationship with someone who finds fault in everything you wear and tells you to change your clothes and you know there's nothing wrong with what you have on, you're in an abusive relationship. All of this control Again, it's about wearing you down. In an abusive relationship, the abuser routinely checks phone calls. Who were you talking to? What did they want? Who is that they called? And just like abusers check the computer history and check the odometer on the car, they can also check cell phone histories. Abusers will use any and everything about you to get control over you. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Marriage and Family Clinic tonight. We're here in Hampton Roads on 1350 AM WGPL. You can contact me. Let me know if we're making sense to you. As always, I'm reaching out to you to contact me. cdhodges at hotmail.com. That's my email. Or inbox me on Facebook, Bishop Carl Hodges. You can find me there. Please let me know if I'm saying anything that benefits you. If you want me to talk about something else, let me know that also. Whatever the case may be, give me a contact. Let me know how we're doing here. And tonight we're talking about signs of an abusive relationship. Uh, there's physical abuse, threats of physical violence, uh, controlling behavior, so forth and so on. Uh, uh, I'm going into a fourth sign of abuse here, and that's isolation. Isolation. Abusers use isolation to cut the abused person off from people they know and care about and people who can support them and help them. The abuser no longer wants the abused person to visit family, friends. Abusers will, will, will question why the abused person has to go to church so much. They, you know, they don't want you to go to church anymore. They want to know, why do you always go to that church? Where are you going? Abusers may even try to force the abused person to quit working or quit going to school in order to cut them off from other people. In an abusive relationship, the abused person wants to cut the abuse or the abuser, excuse me, the abuser wants to cut the abused person off from other people. It's called isolation. And in the military, you know, when a military unit is cut off from its main body, it won't be long before that unit is either uh, killed, that unit dies, or surrenders to the enemy. Likewise, when an abuser cuts the abused person off from others, it won't be long until the abused person dies in their will, their hope, and just surrenders their will to the abuser. I'm telling you, all of this abuse is about thumbing the abused person. It's about bullying and coercing the abused person into abdicating their own personal will and totally surrendering to the abuser. A fifth sign of abuse is, is the inappropriate use or force of sex. 
the inappropriate use or forcing sex. Wow. The abuser may use force to throw the abused person on the bed. They may hold the abused person down against their will. The abuser may try to force the abused person into performing sex acts they don't want to. The abused person may try to force the abused person to, to have sex acts at odd times. They want sex uh, at odd times. They'll wake up in the middle of the night or they'll wait till the person is really tired. When they don't feel good, now they want sex. The abused person's feelings, the abusee's feelings and desires don't matter to the abuser. The abuser uses sex as a weapon. And when the abused person doesn't perform according to the abuser's desires, the abused person pays for it with sex. Sex is forced on them. Believe it or not, there is such a thing as rape in marriage. If you're in a relationship where you're forced to have sex against your will, forced to perform sex acts against your will, you don't want to perform them, you very well may be in an abusive situation. Wake up, smell the coffee, think about it. Another warning sign of an abusive situation. Here's a sixth sign. The abuser is good at using words and language to tear the abused person down. The abuser speaks in harsh, cruel, degrading, hurtful language. They, they speak in terms that, that rip away the abused person's self-esteem. Abusers will curse them out, cuss them out, whichever one you want to call it. Call them names. You're stupid. You're no good. You're good for nothing. You can't do anything without me. You're going nowhere without me. You can't do that. You can't pass that test. You can't pass a class. You can't get a degree. You ain't worth nothing. You'll never be nothing. You can't make it without me. You can't live without me. You need me. The abused person may come home to celebrate a particular accomplishment at work or at school or something like that. And the abuser takes advantage of that opportunity to tear them down some more. What kind of a spouse would not be proud when their mate is promoted or awarded at work, when their spouse gets a degree or they've earned, they've gone to school, they've earned a degree. What kind of a spouse wouldn't be proud of their mate? I tell you what kind, an abuser, that's who. The abuser says cruel and harmful things to the victim, degrades them, curses at them, call them names, puts down their accomplishments. The abuser tells their victims they're stupid, they're unable to function. They embarrass and put them down, even in front of others. You know, when they go out in public, the abused person knows good and well. They're subject to be fronted or embarrassed or humiliated at any moment. So they begin to cower. They begin to go back in their own personal shell. You know, we don't have time to expound on every sign, even the signs that we've provided to you already. We don't have time to expound fully on them. But just the important thing is that you know these signs. And if you see these signs, at a minimum, you need to ask yourself the question, am I in an abusive relationship? And that question must be followed up with, what am I going to do about it? You know, some other signs include extreme jealousy. 
Every contact with someone of the opposite sex results in some cruel response, such as a charge of flirting or wanting someone else. I see you looking at him. I see you looking at her. Why are you looking away? Why are you flirting with him? You know, you can simply smile at the waitstaff in a restaurant and say thank you in a nice tone. And the abuser will declare up and down that you're flirting. And the abuser will make the abused person pay a steep cost for that. Abusers often go through swift mood changes. One moment they're okay, one moment they're up, one moment they're down, one moment they're doing fine, and then just like that, at the snap of a finger, they're changing. They're like some kind of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde or something like that. Uh, they just go through serious mood changes. You think they're okay and then they become violent. You think they're okay and all of a sudden they lose their cool, go on a temper tantrum, become angry, fussing and cussing. All of these inappropriate behaviors work slowly but surely on the abused person to wear them down, to wear down their resistance to whittle away at their self-esteem, to dry up their will, to dash away their hope. All of these inappropriate behaviors work slowly but surely against the abused person. It works against them to, to cause them to just give in to the abuser and just surrender their will to the abuser. These behaviors are not without purpose. The person who is an abuser needs help seriously. If you happen to hear me tonight, or if you're listening to me tonight, and you know someone, maybe it's not your relationship, maybe it's not your marriage, maybe it's not your family, but it's a friend of yours, it's a co-worker of yours, it's a, it's a family member, it's a, it's a brother or sister, a member of your church. You know that you recognize these signs in their relationship and you've seen these signs. I want to strongly encourage you to share this information, share this knowledge with the abused person and let them know that the abuser is working all of these inappropriate behaviors together to get you to just give in to them, to just surrender your will and totally give over to the abuser. Because with the abuser, it's all about power. The only way that the abuser can feel good and worthy about themselves, the only way they can feel any sense of self-worth, the only way they can feel any purpose is to abuse somebody else. And that's to abuse the person that's closest to them, usually a husband or a wife. Unfortunately, we have mamas and daddies abusing their sons and daughters. It's all about power. It's all about exerting. The, the abuser wants to exert their power over the abused person and get the abused person to just give up, give in, and surrender their will. I hope you're listening to me tonight because there's too much abuse going on. And as I told you last week, there is no profile for an abuser. The abuser may be rich. They may be poor. I told you about the Boeing executive, the acting secretary of defense last week, who was in a seriously abusive situation. It's not only poor people on drugs who engage in abuse. It's rich people also. You've seen it in the movies. You've seen it in real life. You know, I don't know if you recall the uh, the play in the movie by Tyler Perry, uh, 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 Diary of a Mad 
black woman, but that's what it, that's what it was about. This man in the show was professionally accomplished, well-to-do, financially independent. Yet he was so weak and fragile emotionally that he only felt better around his wife when he was abusing her. I can't stress this enough. The abuser wants to use inappropriate behaviors. The abuser wants to use force and isolation and, and derogatory language and jealousy and losing their temper and temper tantrums. The abuser uses this combination of inappropriate behavior to wear down the abused person, to chip away at their self-esteem, to wear down their resistance, to make them give up on their will, to make them abandon their will, to wash away their hope. The abused person or the abuser is trying to get the abused person to just give in to and surrender to the abuser. If that's you, if I'm talking to you tonight, I want to tell you that if you find yourself in a situation like this, there is hope. I want to encourage you not to believe that the situation is hopeless. There is hope and there is help. But you're going to have to take the first step. You're going to have to muster up the courage to take advantage of the hope and the help that's available to you. I know it's going to take courage. It's going to be the most difficult thing you've ever done, the most difficult thing you've ever faced in your life. But I know that God will bring you out if you trust him and make that move. I can't imagine that a person is better off in an abusive situation. How long before you're hurt seriously? How long before you're hurt permanently? And in some very, very, very unfortunate cases, how long before you're killed? How long will you stay there? How long will you allow people that you know to remain in abusive situations? How long will you just pray about it? How long will you just shout about it? How long will you just sing a song about it? How long before you say enough is enough? How long? You see the signs. You've seen these warnings in your relationship. You've seen these warnings in the relationships of people you know and love. How long will you go without something being done? That's the question I want to live with, leave with you. I've given you some signs tonight. I've talked to you for a couple of weeks about the nature of abusive relationships. I've let you know that anybody can be an abuser and an abused person. There is no profile. The rich, the poor, the wealthy, from the ghetto to the best neighborhoods, it abuses everywhere. You've been armed with knowledge. What will you do with it? I'm praying. I'm hoping that you will heed the warning signs. Use this knowledge to get yourself out of a devastating situation. 
Hey, that's all the time I've had. You've been listening to Marriage and Family Clinic this week. WGPL 1350 on your AM dial here in Hampton Roads. Hey, reach out to me. My email is cdhodges at hotmail.com. You can write me or you can text me on Facebook, Bishop Carl Hodges. Look for me. Let me hear from you. That's all the time we have. And as always, you can't have peace without surrendering your life to the Prince of Peace. God bless you. We're out.